You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week, sitting in the podcast studio with the one, the only, Jay Teresi. What's up, Jay? Chica, what's happening, man? We are back for another episode and uh, just really excited about jumping into this topic. So let me give you context, or maybe we should pray first, and then we'll jump into the context for this week, Jay. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this platform, Lord. Thank you for our listeners. And Lord, we pray that as we jump into this new topic after a fervent 10 episodes of uh, Fruit of the Spirit, Lord, that you can really bring that thinking into this discussion. And Lord, we pray for our listeners that their hearts may be open and that the Spirit come into this conversation between Jay and I. We love you very much. Amen. Amen. All right, Chica. So we're off on a new series and we're going to tackle how should biblical men respond to the world in this hour? So there's a lot going on, seemingly an unending amount of crisis and chaos, all brought to us via our handy-dandy mobile devices, <laughs> Sirius XM radio, you know, the television, wherever you consume the world. And it's just, it's just nonstop all the time. And you know, Chica, a lot of the people that we follow, elders in the church, you know, podcasters, folks that we we look up to as mentors are talking a lot about this right now. How do we respond? What do we do? And I thought we we both thought it would be good for us just to pause. You know, we just came off a really long series exploring the fruit of the spirit and how a biblical man should respond to the fruit of the spirit. What does that look like as we grow and as we mature? But there's a real crisis right now in the world. I mean, the reality is there's always a real crisis somewhere in the world. But with the digital age, it's all right on our front doorstep. And it seemingly is speeding up. There's, there's really a lot of chaos in the United States in particular, but worldwide. So we thought, Chica, we'd just take a few episodes to talk about that. So, Jay, I mean, this world is wide open. To your point, we can talk about our addictions. We can talk about our marriages. We can talk about the TV and what's coming out of everybody's speakerphone right now. Where do you want to start? Well, you know, I think what would be a good place to start is, what am I doing here? Like, what is going on. And how should I respond? You know, we live in a moment, an era, if you will, of anger and victimhood. And it's it's really coming at us from all angles. You know, you've got this this really incongruency around be whatever you want, do whatever you want. Your thing is okay, but then actually your thing's not okay if it doesn't line up to my thing. And you're oppressing me if your thing and my thing don't get along. And if I have a certain set of things that are my thing that are culturally current, then you're a bad person and I'm a good person. And we're, we're all kind of trying to live through that and orient to that. And it's just a, it's a tough time to be a man in general. It's a tough time to be a human in general right now. And it's a really tough time to be a biblical man who's trying to live out biblical principles, not just one who says, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. No, this podcast is not for the men who are... Yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to church sometimes. Yeah, I believe in, you know, I think Jesus is real or whatever. This is a podcast for men seeking to become disciples of Christ. What does it look like to walk with Jesus? That's why Chica and I started it, because we were seriously attempting to understand in our own lives, what does it look like to be a truly biblical man who follows Christ like a disciple? 
And Chica and I wanted to grow in that. We examined our lives, you know, a few years back and we're like, hey, we're not really doing that well at the discipleship thing. And we got to, you know, this is not how it's supposed to be. And so that's who this podcast is aimed at. And Chica, I think that's where we need to start. How should a disciple of Christ, who is also a man, respond in this hour? Amen, Jay. I just want to outframe for our listeners. These examples we're giving, we're not giving because there's a right or wrong. We're just giving because the examples are there. And every listener is going to have a different response. And so the encouragement to our listeners, to even Jay and I, as we talk through these social, political, whatever these issues are, that we just pause and we we listen for our heart's reaction. Because that's truly what this is, Jay, right? It, It comes back down to the heart and where our heart is, and therefore what our heart's driving us towards. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And for those of you that follow this podcast at all, you know that both Chick and I have had major career changes in the last six months. And, you know, so, so Chica, thinking about mine, when I signed for the new role back in January, um, things at that company were looking up financially and it was going to be a very exciting time. And I had a couple of months to prepare and, you know, the recession and the inflation and the gas prices, none of that had really started yet. And the pandemic was winding down, but things were still feeling pretty good. There was a lot of hope in the air heading into 2022. And when I walked into the company in early April, you know, the the economic crisis had hit, revenues had fallen dramatically. A lot of the things I had planned to do, I had to kind of throw out. I had this really carefully planned 30, 60, 90, 120 day game plan. And I'm going to do this to learn and that, you know, and I walked into a crisis like, whoa, negative profit and, you know, revenue had fallen dramatically and the company has too many people and all, all these things that we're dealing with. And so it's been a pretty chaotic, you know, first 60 days at the company, exhilarating in some ways, but pretty chaotic and not what I had planned. And I've got a new longer commute. And the last few days, I've caught myself sort of just thinking, man, I'm tired. Why does it have to be like this? Come on, Jesus. I I don't want to be here right now in this way. And I found myself looking back and longing for those, you know, this is a really dangerous thing to do. But I found myself looking back, longing for the 80s and the 90s. Oh, the glory days. Which weren't really glory days, but you know, you just start thinking, I was longing for an easier time. Have you had that experience at all, Chica? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think what you're pointing to right now is a tension that many, many people are feeling. It's this anticipation or this anxiousness towards what they're predicting in the United States, at least, is is a slowdown, a probable slowdown in the economy, which equals dot, dot, dot for the rest of us. And then you layer on top of that, the, the, the political environment that we're living in right now, there's this all this talk around what do we do with the abortion and the Roe versus Wade and what's going to be the reaction of this side versus that side. All of that mounted pressure uh, comes back to that anxiousness that you're speaking of, Jay, like, ugh, what's the word? Like this, ugh, not apathy. I don't want to say it's apathy, but like, a, am I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Tired. And, you know, on our last podcast, when we were wrapping up, you know, during the month of May, I was in the spiritual discipline of praying the Lord's prayer every day and just asking Jesus what I need for today. And my energy was high and things were clear. You know, I stopped doing that at the end of the May. We switched to a different spiritual discipline in that class. But what's interesting is for the last few days, I have found myself dangerously thinking about, oh my gosh, I've got kids going off to college. And what if I don't make it in this job? And Mm. what about these other things? And then, you know, there's mass shootings everywhere. And the gas went up 20 cents yesterday. And just, I started finding myself indulging thoughts around those things. And then you and I were talking about, you know, hey, what is this podcast going to be about? And I've been praying about that this weekend. And really, 
last night, finally, Jesus broke through to me, and, and I'm really excited to talk about that today. It's a swirl. I think what you're referring, and what I grabbed on there is this swirl. We swirl around, right? Where, where am I in this? How, how do I do this? Um, there's so much demand on me for my time at work, at home, my mental time. And then I've got this whole spiritual thing that I am trying to do by myself. And so without Jesus, a lot of this kind of, it, it culminates. I, I, ugh, I just visually saw like a pimple, like a really pubescent oh, wow. pimple that's just, you know, hurting and it's about to pop. So Remember that pimple popper show my kids? No, they still watch it on like YouTube. You should pop those big net. Oh, dude. oh gross, gross. It's so nasty, but you can't look away. Like, it's like that. That's what's happening That's in the world. exactly what we're talking about. Hey, it's so nasty, but we cannot look away. And we're all waiting for the giant pimple to pop. And we're like, what's that going to be? Civil war, implosion of the world, Jesus coming back. Like, what is happening right now? That's funny. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Well, it's funny. And you know, Chica, one of the things that we're blessed with is strong wives who walk with the Lord. So yesterday, you know, my wife and I, we use Marco Polo a lot to stay connected. And uh, <laughs> this, this episode is not sponsored by Marco Polo. <laughs> However, if they would like to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a fantastic tool. You know, Chica, we use Marco Polo to stay connected during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic. But what's interesting is, so, um, so I, I had an unexpected resignation at work yesterday of a, a mm. guy who had just started. I thought I had found the right guy. Nine days in, you know, he resigns in, in my manufacturing plan. I'm like, come on, Jesus, what is happening? Like, I thought it was going well. So I got on Marco Polo and I was sort of lamenting to my wife. And I think I'm sure I was fishing for some sympathy and some, and, uh, you know, like four hours later, I was driving to go get a sandwich and she responded on Marco Polo. And at first she responded with a bunch of other stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, didn't she get my message? Oh my and then God. at the end of it, she goes, now let's talk about your message. And man, she hit me right in the face with a proverbial two by four. <laughs> and it was painful, but it was kind of awesome. And it was awesome because it, it kind of popped me back to where I'm supposed to be as a biblical man. Like she talk about iron sharpens iron and one flesh. Like, mm. I mean, she gave me a proverbial cup check. It was pretty awesome. It's like you and I live parallel but different lives. I had the similar meltdown last night at about 8.30 at night in the chair upstairs where all the frustrations around logistics in my family that are going on right now. My family from Australia is about to come visit. And um, the logistics just, again, was the pimple. And my wife looked at me with that face and just kind of whoosh. And I'm like, wait, what? I don't get any sympathy here? What? Do you understand the load that's on my shoulders? You know, coming from that place. She's like, no, like that's not who you are. Man up and get and get going. She didn't say it like that. That's how this morning in my reflection. But in the moment, oh boy, Jay, I it like her trying to coach me through it. I did not want to hear it. It was like take all the last twenty episodes that we've talked about and throw them out the window because I was just again in this world trying to be the world man and own this by myself. Well, let's talk about that too. So how does it happen? So the reality is we always have to remember as biblical men, we live in a fallen and broken world. This world does not function how it's supposed to. And the ruler of this world has authority and he can do bad things. So there's this great kind of picture of three things that are always after your spirit and your soul, the world, your own flesh, because we live in a fallen and broken world and our flesh, um, you know, is not totally redeemed, right? Like our souls are redeemed, our hearts are redeemed, our, we have a new heart, but our flesh is still like, until we transition out of this world, our flesh is still hungry for the things of this world. And then you've got the enemy. And those three things together are always chasing you. And so it, it made me think about this great scene from Lord of the Rings. If you've never watched Lord of the Rings, 
or read the book, you really, you really owe it to yourself as a biblical man to do that. But for a lot of you, I'm sure I've, have, have seen it or read it. There's this great scene in the first book, The Fellowship of the Ring, where they're going through a mountain and Gandalf and Frodo are sitting and talking. And Frodo says to Gandalf, man, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish I didn't live in a time such as this. You know, and, and Gandalf just looks at him and, and he says, you know, Frodo, lots of people wish that, but that's not the right question. The question is not, I wish I didn't live at a time like this. It's what do I do with the time I've been given? Which a lot of us go, yeah, duh, but no, really. Are you seeking Jesus right now and asking him, what, what is it you want me to do, God? You didn't make a mistake putting me in this time. You're not in this era by accident. And the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made at the time God wanted to make you for this time. You're made for this time. So what does that mean rather than us being sad? So, you know, I was reflecting on that this morning, Chica, and it connected me to another story that I want to get into. But what's your kind of thought around that concept? Firstly, I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, secondly, I did read that first book this this last month, uh, which is funny and a first time accomplishment for me. Uh, Jay, the word when you were speaking there and you asked me my reaction, it, it takes me back to um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. That That word yoke. And Jay, I know that you'll probably humanize this as you often say, but I just, I see the visual of a yoke on an ox and what that is and think of that on, on my shoulders. I said before the weight on my shoulders and that feeling my reaction, I guess, to that whole story of wishing that I didn't have something because it's on my shoulders and it's, oh, poor me, woe is me versus what an opportunity this is to really lean into to the spiritual burden that's upon me. Yeah, God, I love that, Chica. I mean... We, we, got, we start to get down because we're, we're wrapping the world yoke upon us. And Jesus is like, don't do that. You carry my yoke. My yoke is light. The world's yoke is heavy. And what you just said, I think is so phenomenal. The biblical man's response to the world should be, what an exciting opportunity to walk into this with Jesus Christ right next to me. So I've got this great new adventure at work. I've got things going on in my world. Like, oh, Jesus, how do you want to do this? Your yoke is light. I don't have to take on the burden of all this pressure of this company. I'm responsible for the company. I'm responsible for it. I'm the CEO of the business. I need to draw it under Jesus' authority because his then, is light, like you said. Well, and that, that's what the scripture says, right? Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, boom, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we forget that. And see, like when my wife, you know, cup checked me last night, on Marco Polo, that's what she was reminding me. And I think there's a great Bible story that I was thinking of. You know, we love to talk about Bible stories on this podcast. So there's a story of Nehemiah. And if you know it, you'll probably know where I'm going with this. If you've never heard it, you owe it to yourself to go read the book of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah lived in, you know, the, the late 400s or early 400s, I guess, BC. And around 468 BC, he has got this really cool job. Now he's, he's a Jew who's exiled. And he's serving the king. Talk about a cool job. His job is to bring the king, Artaxerxes is the king he's serving, a cup of wine. He's the wine cup guy, which is actually a pretty important job in those days. And so, you know, he, he had been praying and he had gotten a report from Jerusalem about how bad things were and the walls of Jerusalem had been broken down and, and the people still living back in Jerusalem. It was just terrible times. And he's really sad about that. And he feels God telling him to do something about it. And so he goes into the king's presence and is kind of down in the mouth. And the king's like, what's the problem? 
And Nehemiah says, you know, I really feel like God wants me to go back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Because remember, in those days, if a city did not have walls, it was overrun. It could not be prosperous. Vandals just were all over the place and robbery and poverty. It was horrible, right? There's nothing worse in those days than a city without walls. And so the king says, go do it, right? Gives him permission, gives him money. And so Nehemiah's there and he's doing it. And let's, let's be honest, the Jews, when he gets there, aren't that happy to see him. Nobody likes change. Nobody likes change. So he's there, he's fired up, he's excited, got this mission from God, right? How many of us have ever walked into a place like that? I just walked into a job like that, Chica, you did. It's not like everybody there is happy to see you all the time. <laughs> and the Jews aren't that happy to see him, but I'll tell you who's really not happy to see him. The bad guys that have been lording over Jerusalem and taking advantage of the Jews that are down and don't have a wall, they're, they're really not happy to see him. And so they're, they're trying to get him and kill him. And there's this great passage from Nehemiah 6, 2, 3. And it says, Samballot and Geshem sent me this message. This is Nehemiah talking. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. Or Ono, I don't know how you pronounce it. But they want to do that because they want to get him away from the walls and his security and they want to kill him. So he says, but they were scheming to harm me. Like Nehemiah is not, he's not, he knows that the world, the flesh, and the enemy are after him. Right? Remember that. The world, the flesh, and the enemy are after you. When all that stuff shows up in your newsfeed, when crisis happens at work, when you want to go indulge a, a, an addiction or do something or you get in a fight with your wife, like remember, things are after you. And they're after your soul and they're after your relationship with Christ and your impact upon the world. And so he says, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. Hey, man, I'm carrying on a great project and I cannot go down. I am doing a great work and I cannot go down as another translation. Why should I stop this work and go down and meet with you? I just love that because there's been different times in my life when that scripture becomes relevant. So I think the challenge, Chica, and what we're getting to is let's all pause. Like this is the invitation. Let's pause in this moment where a lot of us may be feeling, and maybe you're not, maybe you're crushing it right now, and God bless you if you are. But if you find yourself in the same boat as Chica and I, where you got a lot on your plate, and there's a lot hitting you, and you're sort of like, what's happening? What a great moment. The invitation is sit down with Jesus and say, what do you have for me, Lord, either right where I'm at? What do you have for me in my marriage, and my parenting, and my work, and my advocacy and my ministry, where you've placed me right now, what do you want me to be doing? Or am I supposed to go somewhere new? And when you get there, just remember the words of Nehemiah. Like you, you go there and do a great work for Jesus. We all represent Jesus as a biblical man. We, we serve in the guard of the captain. We're on a mission all the time. Until we die, we are on mission. We are behind enemy lines. There's good days and bad days, but we are always on mission and we're doing a great work. We can't come down. That's what I'm going to be saying to myself all day, Chica. I'm doing a great work right now. I'm sorry, flesh. I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry, enemy. Not today, devil, like we like to say, Chica. Not today. I'm doing a great work, man. You know, my wife, my wife challenged me yesterday, but the most beautiful thing happened this morning, Chica. I woke up about 5 a.m. and uh, my wife doesn't like to get up early. And I was just laying in bed and, and I think she must have sensed it. And she said, hey, are you awake? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go take a shower and get ready for the day. And, and she just leaned over and, and said, you know, Jay, you have what it takes. And that was it. And let me tell you something. When your wife looks you in the face and says that, I was ready to get up and go slay some dragons this morning. Come on. So much in there. So packed. Listeners, I'll, I'll encourage you to go back and listen to those those last four minutes of what Jay said. Uh, it is very encouraging. As your partner in chime walking walking towards Jesus in this world, Jay, yeah, it is. There's such a tendency for me as a biblical man to want to own this on my own, um, to want to come back with the, the one-liner that's going to debunk 
their argument on abortion or debunk their argument politically or to outsmart them or to outthink them or to have my ducks lined up. Well, because of this, because of that, I'm right, you know, but that's not what we're called to do. And that's not a heart thing. That's a you thing. So stop it. <laughs> I, and I'm talking to myself, not the listeners right now, right? Stop it. Um, so I think that as, as we wrap up this podcast this week, listeners, if you want an action step, one, do what Jay just said, write that verse down, doing a great work and cannot come down on a post-it note and stick it on your computer to remind you day to day or wherever it is, write it on your, on your hand. Another story that came up for me this week that I'd encourage the listeners offline to check out. If you, if you're looking for another piece of scripture that speaks to what Jay was just talking about, go look up Hannah in Samuel one, Samuel one, one, go, go read the story of Hannah and, uh, and, and put everything that we've just talked in context into that story as you read it. And she pours out her heart to God and dedicates her child to God. I think that's a great action step and a bit of scripture that we as, as men can do walking into this week. And next week, Jay, uh, I look forward to picking up this conversation and I look forward to, uh, to walking this forward with another couple of items of interest and hooks that potentially we as biblical men can walk forward into. Yeah, I agree. And I love that story of Hannah. Awesome stuff. Chica, let's let's pray it out. Lord, thank you for the opportunity and the space to talk a little bit about the things as men we're dealing with. There is a lot going on in the world, God. There's a lot, always a lot going on in the world. But right now in this hour, as we're attempting to recover from a two-year pandemic, and now we're paying the price emotionally and crisis after crisis after crisis, the world is, the world is in real turmoil, Lord. And we just pray that as biblical men, we can be the foundation that those in our lives and our spheres of influence and in our family and our work can rely upon to be consistent, to be joyful, to be thoughtful, to be present, to be on mission, Lord. So give us the strength and wisdom. And when we begin to indulge, Lord, remind us, whisper in our ear, not today, back on mission. We're doing a great work and we cannot come down. Jesus, we just pray for your wisdom and favor upon our lives. Amen. So the post-it note, read the scripture of Hannah and listeners, big shout out. We're putting an email in the show notes. We would love for you to contact us and let us know in this conversation around man versus world, where are the areas that you're struggling with so that next week Jay and I can hook into a couple of them and speak out loud on your behalf and give our thoughts around the topic. Like where are the biggest areas of struggle right now? What is your yoke that is heavy right now so that we can lift this and move forward together?